All-Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All-Around Joe podcast, I'm going to get to vent a little bit and talk about the 12 things that I hate about the fitness industry. Now, these things have been boiling up for some time, so if you're looking for a little bit of comic relief and also coming in with a grain of mm, kicking the butt maybe, then this podcast is for you. You might get some laughs. You might get some motivation. Depends on which side of the fitness industry you're in um, and where you are on your fitness journey. But before we get started, I want to let you know this podcast is brought to you by the Get Better Project. The Get Better Project is designed for people that would like to lose weight, look better, feel better, get into a program that's going to make them pretty much awesome. That is why I've written the Get Better Project. If you haven't heard the story, I've always had people in my life follow along with the habits that I've had. And the Get Better Project is my way of sharing what I'm doing with you so that you can follow along from afar and get similar results to me. And that's whether or not it's it's usually people that want to lose weight. That's usually what the Get Better Project is for, people that want to um, see their abs or drop 20 pounds or more or just feel better. And they don't really know what to do. So I've been in the fitness industry for 20 plus years. I've got tons of certifications. I've been a competitive CrossFit athlete, Ironman, ultra marathon, blah, 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 blah. So I love this stuff. And this is my, uh, my way of giving it to you. So you get a high-end coach, a program you can follow daily. You don't need any equipment. Or if you've got equipment, you can use all of the equipment. So we have programs one through five levels for you. You start out just by doing the very minimum and work your way all up to a, all the way up to a competitive athlete if you want to or start stop somewhere in the middle. It's all good. But you can get started at thegetbetterproject.com slash getbetter. We'd love to have you. I am in love with this program and the athletes in it. So hopefully it's something that you would like to get started on. Thegetbetterproject.com slash getbetter. And use the code all around Joe to get yourself a discount. I'm not going to tell you what the discount is, but I'm going to put a discount on the program with the code all around Joe. So check that out. And I hope you are working with me soon, today, tomorrow, next week, or you refer it to somebody else because it's been fan freaking tastic. All right, next up, um, if you guys haven't heard, I partnered, well, I, I am the newest, or maybe not the newest anymore, but I, I am newly an ambassador for Blonix. And I have been a huge fan of Blonix for a long time now, especially their HMB plus creatine product and their beta alanine. So they only have a few products, which is really cool to me because they specialize in being really the best at these particular products. And I always forget how good their products are, especially the HMB plus creatine. That stuff, man, it just, I feel stronger. I have improvements that are in in the gym um, that I just don't have without it. And (laughs) it's funny to me that I would ever stop taking it. And I I would be honest with you, it's a premium product, so it costs more than your typical creatine product. But I think that the things that they do that are different than the other people in the industry um, sets them apart. So I am proud to associate myself with that company, Blonix. And if you guys would like to try their products, I highly recommend the HMB plus creatine. And I also recommend their beta alanine. And I'm trying for the first time 
their new egg white protein that tastes like chocolate milk or a less sweet version of chocolate milk. So use the code allaroundjoe at blonix.com and you will get 10% off. Highly recommend it. If you're looking to get the most gains that you possibly can, their HMB plus creatine product and their beta alanine, double thumbs up. All right, let's get into this podcast, which is all about the 12 things that I hate about the fitness industry. And if you guys have any thoughts on this or have anything that you hate about the fitness industry, shoot them over on the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 204. Shoot them down below, put them in the comments or shoot me an email, whatever, joe at allaroundjoe.com or shoot me something on Twitter, joe underscore Bauer. I think this is pretty funny and I hope that you guys are going to enjoy this because we're just going to rattle through these 12 things that I hate about the fitness industry. Some of them are kind of like love-hate type things and, and you'll see. So Number one, people think that change is hard. Now, this one is something that can go pretty much across a broad spectrum of all things in life. But listen to this. So people think that change is hard. And the reason that I bring this one up first is because imagine that somebody comes to me as a client. So they walk in the door or they you know, email me and they're like, hey, Joe. And I actually just had this recently happen to me. Somebody hired me and then they ended up actually, I guess, deciding that it wasn't a fit after less than like two or three days. So here's, here's what happens. People come in the door. They say, hey, you know, this is awesome. I want to, you know, lose weight, look better. Usually it's, a, it's something like that, an aesthetic thing. Those are the things that seem to motivate people the most, which it should be just live a healthy lifestyle. And if you have that as your focus to be like the most fit that you can be and, live, and the healthiest you can be, usually the aesthetic goals in my experience come after that. So just having nice abs doesn't really, it, people usually rarely reach that result. Here's the thing. So somebody comes to me, they say, hey, Joe, I want this result. Let's say to have super great abs, be really lean, all that stuff. I think I need to lose 30 pounds to get there. And I'm like, cool, got you. And, you know, this is the program. This is how you're going to do it. Uh, Blah, 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 blah with, you know, these workouts, basically get better project stuff. And this is the nutrition plan. Or I'll like ask them, hey, what's the nutrition plan? And then they're like, they don't want to do it. (laughs) and like this experience happened like I said just a few days ago somebody I went back and forth with they actually paid and then they uh, they wanted a refund within two days because of the stuff that I told them they it didn't fit into what their idea of what it should be and to me that's really funny when you come to somebody that's been as successful at this not to toot my own horn too much but I am obsessed with health fitness and nutrition and constantly study it and constantly talk about it to you here. And then they don't want to listen to what you have to say because it's not what they were looking for. Uh, And this particular person actually looked at one day of the Get Better Project program was like, oh, that wasn't, that's not exactly what I'm looking for. And I'm like, well, you told me that you wanted to have these results. And you know, it's interesting. It's interesting because people think that change is hard and they don't want to change, but then they come to somebody that's very successful and then they don't want to do what that person tells them that they need to do. And this could be like in the financial industry too. You know, somebody wants to be rich and this, you know, I've done some real estate investing and have, have done some coaching in real estate investing and all, been in real estate investing for a long time. 
And this happens in this arena as well. People will come to our group. I actually am co-owner of the Seattle Investors Club, the real estate investing group. And they would come to the group and they would listen to what they need to do. They would listen to like, you know, people speak or, you know, get advice from myself or other people in the group. And then they, they don't want to do it. Right. It's like, all right, this is what's made us successful. And here are the steps, you know, like A to Z, this is what you need to do, but they don't want to do it. It's like, well, you obviously didn't want to change bad enough because uh, you're not actually taking the steps that we know that are proven to work. So that is something that is amazing to me. It's like, if I go to somebody and I'm, I see, I realize I'm dragging on this one, but I think it's a huge point. If I go to somebody that I'm going to learn about, like if, if one of you listeners out there, if you do something that's freaking awesome and I want to learn that and I go to you and pay you money and ask you what to do, I'm going to freaking follow exactly what you say, even if it's outside of my comfort zone. And if it's something that I decide that I don't want to do, maybe I'm like, all right, that's too hard or whatnot, which I don't understand. I would have done the research ahead of time. All right. What does this person do really well? How bad do I want it? Am I willing to pay money for it? Yes. Okay. Let me ask them some questions. It's down, you know, that makes sense to me. All right. Pay them the money. What do I need to do? Just follow it. Even if it's uncomfortable, because even if it's uncomfortable, it's going to become comfortable. You're going to learn a bunch. It's so worth it. So if you guys are in that position, if you're looking down at your fat belly and you've hired somebody, but you didn't listen to them for whatever reason, that's your bad. You need to get after it and take on the advice of the people that have been successful before you and just listen to it and do it. All right. So <laughs> that was number one. Still long winded here today. Sorry, guys. Got a big cup of coffee to my left and uh, actually going to take a sip of that now. Got some uh, egg white protein powder in there. It's delicious. Okay, number two, lifting heavy things or weights is scary and not for them. So what the hell do you think your body was built for? Sitting on a computer, sitting at a desk? Newsflash, it was not. It was built for moving. Your whole body was designed for moving, for lifting, for running, for hunting, for gathering. That is what your skeletal structure, your muscular system, your endurance system, all that stuff was built for. It was not like chances are you were not coming from kings and queens that were so few and far between for so many years that your genetics were changed to not be like that to go sit on the throne. So here you have it. You were built to lift things. You were built to pick things up off the ground. You were built to move things around. It is only very, very few years that we have had this revolution where people don't actually have to move around in order to get things done for themselves. And it's funny because I'm up in Alaska right now and Alaska seems to be uh, kind of thrown back uh, a few years. So yes, do they have all of these technologies in the major cities? They do. Like I'm in Anchorage, but you get outside into these rural places and most of the people are going to have to go and actually do things. But it is interesting that you find people that still find their, a way to get super fat because they have way too much consumption and not enough movement. But that's a whole other story about like alcohol and drugs and all this interesting stuff and processed foods that they have access to. 
but your body is built for lifting heavy things and moving. It is your fault if you've let that go and you are not able to put yourself into good positions to lift those things, but you should go and do something or hire someone like myself or do a a program like the Get Better Project to learn how to move correctly and lift these things. Your body's going to be healthier. It's going to be stronger. You're going to be able to do more things. I mean, I've heard so many people are like, I want to play with my grandkids. Well, yeah, move your ass now so that your body doesn't deteriorate. It's not about, you know, the aging thing. It's about keeping your body in shape and challenging it to get better. The body it doesn't have a brain, right? Your brain is on top of your body and the brain has to overcome what the body is feeling in order to make it adapt. So go out, lift heavy things, stop complaining, find a professional. It is healthy for you. Holy crap. All right. This podcast is going to be explicit today. So number three, getting injured is a terrible thing. Holy crap again, guys. How many times I've heard somebody come into the CrossFit gym and talk about injuries? Well, do you know that CrossFit is actually safer from a statistical standpoint then baseball, basketball, football, any of the major sports and working out at a big box gym like, you know, Bally's 24-Hour Fitness, whatever. The insurance companies have deemed it safer than those things. So why would anybody have this perception? I, I Well, I know because it just goes around and people listen to word of mouth and, you know, so-and-so got injured or whatnot. Here's the thing. Every single sport has injuries. If you're moving your body, your body gets injured. We just have these compensation patterns. We have different genetics. It's not something to be looked at as a terrible thing. Obviously, you don't want to go and break your back or like have a blunt force injury. <clears throat> but having gone through something like bulging discs in my back and knowing how painful that is and how much I learned from it, every single time that you get injured, as long as you have the mindset of, I'm just going to keep moving forward. It's part of life. Like what I did is I could hardly move or I could hardly sleep because if I moved in bed, it, the pain was so bad and I couldn't get out of bed. I had to like do this weird rolling thing. I couldn't get up out of my chair. I mean, this was not fun. And I was in college when that happened. So this happens to people at all different ages. It's not an old person, a young person thing, whatever. It just happens. And it's just part of life and your body will adapt and it will get better. And I've PR'd all of my lifts since then like 10 times over. So you have to think of it as just part of a bump in the road and it's an opportunity and getting injured is an opportunity for you to get better at the things that you were neglecting. That is what it is. Even if it puts you out for three months, six months, I don't think I could pick anything up off the ground for like three months, but I figured out how to still strengthen my legs, how to still strengthen my core, how to do all of these things, even though I was pretty badly injured from doing deadlifts, which is my favorite movement. So now when I do deadlifts, I am even more controlled. I even have more core engagement. I'm just better at doing the movement. I don't have any pain. So getting injured is not something that should ever stop you. Like if you're in an exercise class or a CrossFit gym or a big box gym and you hurt yourself, you should go seek professional opinions um, and, and therapy. We have the best therapy system that we've ever had right now with people like chiropractors and physical therapists that understand athletes. When I was going through college, I actually thought that I wanted to be a physical therapist, but I, I went through the, uh, 
I started taking the prereqs for it because I needed some more things after my degree and interning at physical therapy offices and realized that I couldn't find any physical therapy offices that were doing cool things. It was like just working with people that were slobs that didn't want to get better, that were like the people that are injured. And then they go to the physical therapist, their, their insurance is paying for it, and they don't really care. And they're not actually motivated to do anything. Nowadays, they have all these really cool physical therapy and chiropractic offices. They get to work with people that are looked at like athletes, which is how every person should be looked at. Like, I don't know where this mindset of like the body's not supposed to move, but we're going to repair it. I mean, come on. So you look, you're, they look at you as an athlete. They get you, try and get you back as fast as you possibly can because the body should be moving. We should be doing things like sports and skiing and all that and CrossFit and all of this fun stuff, throwing the kids around. All of that stuff is all part of movement and sport. And if you get injured, then you go get the professional opinions, but you keep on working on it. So let's say you injure yourself in the gym and let's say it's your back. You don't stop going to the gym. That is the first thing that you do not do. You keep going to the gym and you work on things that are not associated with causing that back issue, right? So I remember I could hardly get up out of bed, but I would still go to the gym and I would sit in, on a bench, right? Like a, a bench press bench. And I would have someone hand me dumbbells because I couldn't get myself in the position with them. I had no pain, do the dumbbell bench press or whatever. Then I'd set the, the dumbbells down. Then I'd figure out a way of like pinning my back into position, doing the row type of thing, um, leg extensions, leg curls, all that stuff, core engagement stuff that didn't cause me any pain. So by the time my back was healed, all of this stuff around it was better than it had been because the movements that I was doing that were affected by my back injury, then the time that that took got put into other things. So other things got better. So I always look at this as an advantage to the muscles and the movements that you're not training if you do get injured. I know that it's hard. You know, you're like, Joe, whatever. Um, it sucks. It totally sucks when I hurt myself and it, you know, it's just a process. It's a process. But when I hurt myself, I try and move into that mindset as quickly as I can. And I realize that if I'm the person that's injured, it's much different than if you're injured and the mindset thing. But I'm here to tell you that as soon as you can, you know, stop feeling sorry for yourself, get back in the gym. You know, you hurt yourself one day, you show back up the, the next day, you tell the coach or whoever it may be that you have this problem and you need to work around it. And they, you know, if I, hopefully you're going to a CrossFit gym or another good uh, exercise studio and you have coaches that can modify your movements and you just keep on moving around it and you're going to be a better, stronger athlete and person because of it. So there you have it. Getting injured is not a terrible thing. It's actually a blessing in disguise. Whew. All right. Let me see. Number four. You get muscles when you, you get big muscles when you work out with weights. This one always makes me laugh. So I have a lot of people who are females dominantly, maybe a few males here or there, a lot of females over my career that want to come and work with me, but they don't want to use weights because they're worried about getting big muscles. Well, let me tell you a story. And if you've been listening to the podcast for years, you've probably heard this story before. But when I got done with playing uh, competitive baseball in college, I needed an outlet for my athleticism, something to do. And I thought 
I, well, at that time I loved bodybuilding. That was like the next best thing. There wasn't a lot of stuff out there for competitive athletes and, you know, unless you want to do intramural type stuff. And I just didn't have this, the sport thing wasn't really that interesting to me, but bodybuilding was interesting. I liked, I seen, was seeing results. You know, my muscles got bigger. People responded to that. It was really interesting. There was the health, the nutrition, the training, all of that component of it. You could learn about it pretty easily. So I got really into that. And my goal was to get as big as I possibly could. So I was eating really great food, but tons of it, like five, 6,000 calories a day, working out super hard, super hard with tons of weights, you know, lifting as much as I possibly could, all of this stuff, getting advice from other people. Here's the deal. I'm six foot one, which is pretty tall. And I could not get myself past 226 pounds no matter what I did. Like I couldn't eat enough food, couldn't take enough protein shakes, couldn't have enough supplementation. My body just would not budge over that number, okay? And that's really not all that, that's not very big. I mean, when it comes to it, with somebody my height, I probably don't or didn't look that much bigger than I do now at 195 to 200 pounds. Like it's just, it's not that big. So what I'm trying to say here is that if you're worried about getting big muscles, number one, it's not easy. People work their whole lives at it. They put their whole eating, sleeping, training, all of that into it. So lifting heavy weights, lifting weights in general is not going to just sprout big muscles for you. Here's the thing though. If you are in the 0.0001% of people that can build muscle really quickly and you're a female or male, whatever, um, it is so easy to make those muscles smaller again after you've decided that they're too big that it is silly to not want to do that because your muscles will still increase your metabolism so you will get leaner much faster if you have more muscle. So there you have it. I know that you guys probably just grasped onto that last thing that I said more than anything else about getting big muscles. You need to actually focus on the fact that you are in not the 0.0001%. You are in the 99% of people, chances are, and you cannot get muscles that grow bigger than you think that they should. I'm sorry, you just can't. So, And you're not going to put the time in probably to eat right, to sleep enough, and to train hard enough in order to do that. So if that has ever crossed your mind, get it out of your mind. It's not really possible for you. And Train with weights and muscles, or train with weights and heavy weights at that, and work your butt off and see what happens. It's good for you. All right. So, gosh darn it. When you have people out there that are working so hard, it's a laughable thing to think that some female is going to come in and say, I don't want big muscles. And, you know, <laughs> come on. Come on. The muscles are going to help you burn the fat off of your body that you probably don't want there. So, next up. A fancy gym is required to get into great shape. You know what? It's nice to have fancy stuff, but I've been training out of the back of a van for the last 15 months, dropping into gyms here and there. Yes, you don't need anything fancy. I mean, go look at Instagram and look at these people that are in third world countries and what they're doing. They've got like freaking cinder blocks hanging off the sides of sticks to do squats and they're like super ripped jack, super fit. You don't need fancy things. In fact, I think it's better off to go and find a gym. You don't want it to be like super dirty. You're going to be like sniff, you know, breathing in mothballs and things like that as you're working out. But 
find something that you don't care that you're going to sweat on the ground and, you know, the weights don't look like they're super shiny. Go find some place that you can bang around and work hard. You're going to find more people that are in better shape than you at those particular places than the fancy places. The fancy places, I don't care if you've got this perception of like, I've got money, so I need to go to the, the club to work out. Man, there are way more fit people at the gym down the street from the club, the basement gym, than there are at that fancy health club. Every time, man, I've got a funny story for you, actually. We were in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, and there was this really nice gym that we referred to, and it had like tennis courts. It was the club, you know? It had like, uh, the pool was actually super nice. It had a lap pool, and then it had a cold plunge right next to a hot tub. Ooh, that was the coolest thing about it. But get this, they, so they had this main kind of like Globo Gym weight room, but then they had these this other, like you go down the hallway, and you have these these glass doors that open and close. If you look inside, they've got a full, like, I don't know, 2,000 square foot CrossFit gym set up in there. Maybe bigger, maybe 3,000 square feet. They've got racks or rigs on both sides. They've got tons of bumper weights. And there's um, like three personal trainers in there using like BOSU balls and physio balls and not using any of the equipment. I pop my head in and I'm like, hey, um, can I use this? And they're like, oh no, it's for training purposes only. And I'm like, well, crap, you're not using any of this really cool equipment. And this is how people actually get themselves into really good shape by using these functional movements. When you've got this whole other big box gym area where people are like doing leg extensions and talking on their phone and it was just funny. So go look for a gym that you can throw things around and, you know, that have really high level people because <clears throat> again, I always talk about you're a combination of the five people that you hang around most. So in your gym setting, you want to go hang around people that are really better at what, at what you want to do or what you want to accomplish. So go find a gym where those people are. It's not probably going to be at the fanciest gym, the club. Um, that's probably where you're going to go and not get good, good results. So there you have that. The next one that people think there is an excuse for being a fat ass. Oh my gosh. You might not think this is something that is that happens all the time, but it happens all the time. Holy smokes. How many times, I think this is because of being a nutrition coach and doing online nutrition coaching. People come up with these things all the time and it's because of the stupid media. Like how many times have I heard somebody say, I have a slow metabolism or I have bad genetics, or I might have a thyroid problem. Now, nothing against the people that actually have a thyroid problem because it, it does happen from time to time. But I, when I say time to time, I mean like I think I might have known two people in my whole life that actually had one. So if you think that you have one, go get it tested so you can disprove yourself because you don't have a thyroid problem. There's probably a really good chance. And if you do, you probably caused it through your actions. So probably messed up your metabolism yourself. Um, but it doesn't happen that often. Slow metabolism. Hey, there's this one. Holy smokes. Did you know that the more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism is? So go put some muscle on, fatty. Um, bad genetics. Who cares? Overcome them. Just work harder. I mean, holy smokes. Like, I did a workout today that on the rate of perceived exertion to zero to 21, was a 20 out of 21. So like it was super hard. 
I had to dig so deep. So I have no excuses for people like that. It's like, if you work really hard, you're going to get really good results and you're going to stop having the excuses that you're having right now for being a fat ass. Just stop it. Please go work hard. Get in the get better project. Um, do something with your body because it's not working what you're doing. So change goes back to the number one. People are thinking change is hard. It's not hard. It takes this much time. If you were to rewire your brain right now, and yes, you can, You and here's, here's how you do it. You just walk into the CrossFit gym every single day. Just start every single day. They're probably only open Monday through Saturday, but you walk in every single day. Even if you're super sore, you're not going to work out, but you get that routine so you're walking in there every day. You just walk in, maybe you sit on a bike for 30 minutes on the days that you shouldn't be working out, but you're creating that habit of getting there, of being around those people. There you have it. That's the key. That's what you're going to do. Um, if you need to figure out how to find a good CrossFit gym, let me know. I mean, I'm in Anchorage right now and there's so many CrossFit gyms, you know, I can turn around and throw a rock in any direction, hit a CrossFit gym. So there's tons of stuff to try out. Um, but let me know if you have any questions about that. I've got actually a podcast on how to choose a good CrossFit gym that I can refer you to, or I can answer those questions for you. Uh, whatever you need, I am here for you. Make that change now. Next one on the list that you need to have healthy food taste like a treat for people to like it. Holy crap, people. Come on. That is a such a wrong way of thinking about things. Like I will, I will tell people, you know, this is what you need to eat. And they'll be like, oh, I don't like it. It doesn't taste good. It's like, well, do you realize that the reason that you think that McDonald's tastes good is because it's been like engineered for your brain to send off signals that you think that it tastes good. So what you need to do is get over the taste and realize that you have that things do taste good, but you have <clears throat> actually wired your brain up to think that they don't because they're not sweet enough or fatty enough or McDonald's up enough. Really good, high quality food tastes really good. But if you're used to processed crap, you need to get that out of your system for at least 30 days, zero processed crap. And then you'll start to realize, holy smokes, these vegetables, man, they taste really good. Or if you have the money, here's what you do. You go to Italy or Europe and you don't eat the pastries. You eat everything else though. You eat you know, the breads, the meats, the vegetables, <clears throat> they don't have all the crap or it's not as easily accessible as it is here in the United States. So you go over there and you spend a month and you will essentially cleanse your body and you will realize how good food is actually supposed to taste. Unfortunately, unfortunately it's really hard to do in the United States. I, I wish I knew how to figure out how to do it like they do in Italy or Europe um, and have the food be of such high quality. We may have just ruined our, our fields and, and soil and things like that. And we can't, we're not going to be able to get it back. And I've been actually wondering if it's worth it to move there for like health reasons, but that's a whole other topic. Um, just know that it's okay if your food doesn't taste like candy and you like it or it's good for you, or that you're eating it for a reason other than it tastes good. Like the taste goes right into your mouth, right? That's it. What's happening after it leaves your mouth? Think about that. There's from your mouth all the way down to you till you poop it out. What's happening after that mouth 
component. You're focusing on that top little, you know, maybe 1%. What's happening at the 99% afterwards? Don't worry about so much of it tastes. Think about what does your body need? Fuel that thing like a machine and stop being so concerned with how good it tastes. Because chances are, if you're eating processed food, they've engineered it to make your brain think that you like it. And it's not even that you actually necessarily like it. You're, they're screwing with you. <laughs> oh, man, this is a good podcast, guys. I hope you like my rants here. Um, but uh, next up, that you need to... Uh, sorry, that if people do get into a good routine, they get obsessed about it. So like, oh my God, bar is the most coolest thing ever. Uh, CrossFit sucks. Um, you know, Pilates, not cool, guys. Bar is where it's at. Here's the thing. I could give a crap what you do. If you love bar and it's giving you great results and it's actually making you more healthy, fan freaking tastic high five cool as can be if you are an endurance runner and you love it and you give your all to it and that's your thing and it's making you healthier and more fit and all that stuff high five go do it that's your thing the reason that i do crossfit is because crossfit takes the things that are the best from all of the other things out there so if bar was doing something that made you more fit better than any other, better than movements in CrossFit, we would take those things and we would use them. We do not discriminate. CrossFit is not like you have to do this, you have to do that. It is, hey, does that work really good? Let's do it. Let's try it. And you could see that there's all of these different things that have popped up in CrossFit because they help to make you more fit and more fit turns into more healthy. So think about that if you're interested in it, or if you just love bar, freaking do bar. I don't care. I'm not going to tell you that you shouldn't. I think that I, I, well, I know I am happy when people are getting themselves into better shape and they're working towards healthier lifestyles. So if that is Pilates bar, I don't, I think it's hard, you know, Pilates, you could do some things with that, but there are certain things that don't have enough of an intensity component to actually make you that much healthier. Like yoga is one of those things where it's cool. Um, and usually people that are really into yoga, I believe like they look skinny and things like that because they usually, they eat less food and they have like a vegetarian diet. They kind of do the whole yogi thing. Um, they're like a lot of times they're minimalists and all this stuff, but the yoga practice in and of itself usually isn't going to make you that fit. So I love yoga. Don't get me wrong. Love it. Um, but I think that it should come with other components, right? Like maybe you're a runner and you do yoga in order to get like a complete, a more complete circle of things. Um, so you do have to take that into account, but you know, if you like your hit classes or your, you know, boot camp or your step class or whatever, and that's what's doing it for you. And that's what's getting you continuous results and making you more healthy and helping you reach your goals. Um, I love it. You know, do what you love as long as it's got movement in it and it's making you more healthy. Just that is cool. And the other thing is like, don't worry about being obsessed about it. Don't worry about people thinking that it's the best or the baddest. I think that CrossFit is the best because of that it, take, it takes in things and it doesn't discriminate. It just says, hey, does it work? All right, we'll try it. We'll do it. Um, now it's part of the program. But, uh, you know, if you got something that you love, just freaking do it. And I'm going to give you support and think you're doing awesome stuff. All right. 
Next up, that everyone thinks their way. Well, actually, I just went over that. <clears throat> well, it's pretty much the same thing. So if people, the last one was, if people do get into really good routine, they get obsessed about it. And, and the next one that I wrote, which I should have written, is everyone thinks that their way of fitnessing is the best. So it's basically the same the same, uh, a different side of the same coin. Um, so we'll move right through that one that the traditional gym setting, no one talks to each other. So you walk into a 24 hour fitness, a Bally's, a global gym, whatever it may be. And everybody's got their headphones in, you know, you might talk to your friend, give them the high five, whatnot, but they don't actually communicate. And one of the coolest things about group classes is they don't allow a lot of times the headphones in. So you have to interact. And I can tell you that I have made some of the closest relationships with people in my whole life by going and sweating with them, by doing something that is a common cause or common goal and working really hard. There's something about the hormones in your body that shift when you're working really hard with other people that helps you to bond with them. So if you're feeling like a little depressed or you're feeling like you're not getting results that you want or you don't have enough friends or whatnot, go to a high-intensity group class. I don't care what it is, if it's CrossFit or HIIT training or boot camp or STEP. Make sure you don't have headphones in. Who cares about the music? If you're working hard enough, the music shouldn't matter at all. I, as soon as the, the, I start my workout, I do not hear the music. So get this, the idea that you need music out of your head and start trying higher intensity workouts with groups and you will get some huge benefits out of it. All right. I'm so, I feel really sorry for the people that don't work out with each other and they put their headphones in and they go to the big gym and they do something in the corner and they don't feel like they're connecting with anybody, but they went to the gym. Good job. You're probably not going to go to the gym for that long. I mean, you have to work really hard. I was in that, that routine for a long time. So I've like been there. I've done that thing and know that it's not very satisfying. It does not really nourish your soul. So try and nourish your soul by doing some high intensity classes working out with friends, whatever. I don't care if you even do it at the, the big box gym. Go work out with your buddies or with your friends, but have like, do, you know, supersets together. Do things where you're working out together. Do partner workouts. That is fantastic to do partner workouts with people. Do them with all kinds of different people. You can scale them. They don't have to be at the same fitness level. And when you're sweating, working hard, and the hormones start to, you know, come out in the way that they do, and you're trying to get this common goal, it is fantastic what comes of that. You get stronger bonds, relationships, all of that stuff. Almost there, guys. We only have two left. The next one, age is a factor. Oh my gosh. If I hear this again, I'm just going to throw up. I'm going to shoot myself in the face, whatever. I don't care how old you are. If you're moving, you can do some sort of fitnessing. I just got done working out yesterday with this guy. I don't know how old he was. In his, he said he was over 60, so he's in the 60-plus age group. This dude had ripped arms, ripped shoulders, was out there crushing the workout right next to me. He was freaking awesome, all right? My mom's the same way. Anybody that I've ever seen get into it and be committed ends up having these results. And it is scientifically proven that age doesn't matter. Your body is going to improve itself if you challenge it. So if you have it in your head <clears throat> that you think that age is a factor and you can't do something because of your age, you need to get that out of your head. You need to step yourself into some sort of a gym and you need to, <clears throat> hopefully with good coaching, and you need to challenge yourself 
so that you can rewrite the wiring that's in your brain that is false, that's giving you these false thoughts, and then you can get yourself reconditioned, and then you can share that with other people that are of your similar age or older or younger or whatever, and preach the good word of age doesn't matter in fitness. It helps you get healthier. Please do that. Please do it. I've even interviewed these people that go to the CrossFit Games in the 60 plus age group, and they train just as hard. They get just as good of results. So you decide you want to be a fat ass on the couch, or do you want to be awesome when you're 60, 70, 80 years old? I mean, and I did a podcast on it recently where it was like all about looking at these older people. There was some dude that was like 98 years old that was crushing it. I mean, come on, get it out of your head. And you're, you're, you're no different. You just need to get yourself moving. All right. Last, last one here, guys. Long-winded today. Sorry about that. But I love this stuff. This is fantastic. We talk about forever that everyone is looking for a shortcut. All right. Here's the deal. Work your fucking ass off. Get to it. Stop thinking that there's a shortcut, a magic pill, a new procedure. Just do it. Stop watching these Hollywood TV shows where you think that people that are getting plastic surgery is the best thing. It's not. Go freaking work out. You can do this naturally. You can hack the system. You can look better. You can feel better. It is so gratifying to go work hard. Make it a lifestyle choice. This is the biggest thing that I deal with um, 100% of the time is that people think of, oh, I'm going to go work out because I need to get myself in shape. But their brain is wrapped around that I need to get myself in shape and they haven't decided what in shape is, which I don't really care, but that the fitness scene or what they're doing is something that they're doing temporarily. It's not like that. And even when I talk with really successful people, really successful people, I work with some very some people that are so successful outside of the gym and they will explain to me how they have that success. And it's not something that's temporary. It's like, yeah, I go out and I make take these actions in order to buy these properties and then I make this money, all right? And they repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. That's what my life is. And I'm like, okay, so do you see how doing your workouts is the same way? Like you go to the gym, you work out hard, you eat right, you get these results. You go to the gym, you work out hard, you eat right, you get these results. It's part of your lifestyle. If you embed that into the, I am the type of person that does this type of these workouts every day. It doesn't, it's not every day. It's actually, I say that because I think routine is easier to build if you do it every single day for people. But it's really only like four to five days a week that you need to do it. You do this four to five days a week and you're going to get fantastic results and you need to make it a part of your lifestyle. You are the type of person that, and I just preach this all day long. You know, you need to have it be part of you in your bones. As soon as you can figure out how to do that, as soon as you can figure out how to have the life that you want as part of who you are, like you are that type of person, you are the person that does these actions, then everything else falls into place. It seriously does. Whether it's being a top podcaster, which I'm still trying to figure out, but I'm taking the actions to do it and finding the mentors and working towards that, or a top CrossFitter or you know a top fitness coach having super good uh, results with your health and fitness. 
um, whatever it may be, having great results in your income, in your job, in your career, whatever. It's all about the things that you consistently do and you telling yourself that you are the type of person that does it. You know, I had a podcast recently that was like, I am an engineer, right? How is that different from like, I am an athlete? What is an athlete? To me, it's an athlete, someone that just moves regularly, like they challenge their body in order to be fit and healthy. That's why when you go into CrossFit gym, they call all of the people athletes because as soon as you start working towards that, you're an athlete. You really are. Um, so when you wrap your mind around that's who you are, like I'm an engineer, I'm an athlete, I'm a rock climber. Then you start to just do those things. Like it's not hard. It becomes super easy. You know, how hard was going to college? Maybe that was easy for you. For me, that was really hard, but I was someone that was going, that was going to become, that was becoming, that was a fitness professional. And then it became easy, right? What's a fitness professional do? They have a degree in exercise science, in my case, kinesiology. And so I just did what I needed to do to get that degree. Super easy. I was a kinesiology, someone with a kinesiology degree. Done. Super easy. I am a, a top CrossFit coach. I am a excellent athlete, right? All of these things, you just wear them. And it becomes so much easier. So I know there's a long-winded one, guys. Thanks for sticking around. I hope that you got something out of this. Uh, if you have anything to add to that, go ahead and hit me up in the show notes at allaroundjo.com slash 204. Or shoot me an email. Find me on Instagram, allaroundjoe. Whatever works for you works for me. If you would like to do what I'm doing so that I can hopefully help you to be the best awesomest person, athlete that you possibly can be, I would highly recommend that you get into the Get Better Project so I can mentor you, so I can coach you in your, your life process of this. Go to thegetbetterproject.com slash getbetter and join today. And remember, I have this code all around Joe, so I need to make sure and set that up and I'm going to do it. If you go there and the all around Joe code does not work, then hit me up because I screwed up. Um, but Go to getbetterproject.com slash getbetter. When you sign up, use the code all around Joe to get yourself a discount. And make sure if you're already hitting it hard and you want to get some of the top supplements, go to blonix.com. Use the code all around Joe to get yourself 10% off Blonix. I hope this was beneficial for you. It was good for me to get it off my chest and hopefully provide you with some uh, comedy and some information. So there you have it. I will talk to you soon. The All Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all around self-improvement. I will see you on the next one.